0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we continue our exclusive ongoing coverage of Third Watch. We are right smack bang into the very, very, very pointy end of the third season. We're nearly at the halfway point overall of Third Watch. It's hard to believe that, but uh, we are here to cover. The 19th episode of the third season, the 63rd episode overall of Third Watch. This one is called The Greater Good. It first aired on the 22nd of April, 2002. It was written by Lance Gentile, directed by Vincent Missiano. And uh, let's hope we get a better one than we did last week. Uh My name is Ben, and I can tell you that uh how about we go get some meat on a stick
1: (laughs) bad idea my name's darvel and why not d for delightful
0: (laughs) i um i I had a quote and then i realized i i couldn't read it and then i was like shit where did i put it and then i was like oh we'll just have to stall for a little bit while i find that um yes hi d for delightful um the greater good this is an episode of third watch uh surely it's going to be better than last week's right
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely a much better episode than last week's.
0: Yes, uh, for those tuning in for the first time, I don't know why you would be at the 19th episode of the third season, but uh, only our second ever bin last week, and our first, uh, well, my first bin since season one, Darvell's first bin ever. So, um, not the greatest episode at all last week, but um, we're here to really kind Certainly of... Certainly um, better than a lot of what we would watch today. Well, it's it's kind of interesting to think that this is maybe the last sort of normalish episode, we're kind of just the I don't know, I don't know how you would put this because, you know, kind of from this point forward we're gonna have two special episodes next week. Then we kinda of have a, a wrap up of nine eleven stuff really the week after and then the following week of course it's the finale. So, um yeah, this is kind of I guess your your last standard season three episode in many ways. Um, But, I mean, look, it's, it's a decent episode. This isn't by far the worst. It's not the best. I guess it's just your average third-watch episode, this one, I feel.
1: And this is, this is actually one of my favourites from this season. Really? Believe it or not.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. But, uh, yep. I think you and I are going to have some differing opinions on this one because, yeah, I really do not think there's anything that special with this episode. It's just a very standard episode, so...
1: Yeah, well, I know you weren't a huge fan of... I know you didn't... I know there were some things about the Kylie storyline that you didn't like, but
0: hey. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I mean, it starts pretty much straight away with old uh, Kylie and uh, Carlos, and uh, we find out that she's much better, and um, for some reason, Carlos thinks that she wouldn't remember him or something like that. She's asking, you know, oh, you know, she remembers me, she remembers me. It's like, well, you know, she kind of has been with you for the last, like, I don't know how long it's been since he got to drop the me. Can I just point out, like, he, I know he's just kind of, yeah, cool, this is my baby. But surely there would be a police investigation with this still. Like, somebody has dumped this baby. Like, did the police just go, oh, well, she's with the father now. That's all right. Child abandonment's okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, you do kind of... You do have to wonder why they why they didn't get involved. Why... Why Why maybe Sully didn't have anything to say about it. Or or any of
0: them. Maybe. I mean, it's... (laughs) Like, I guess kind of at the end of the day, if Carlos says, oh, don't worry about it, then maybe that's just how it works. But I I would still assume that there's got to be something involved here. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so we've got um, Emily appearing with some cookies. Now, is this the last... This is the last Emily appearance, isn't it, in terms of... um, Little, uh, is her name PJ, isn't it, or something like that? PJ P- Morrison? PJ, Mo- PJ Morrison, yeah.
1: This might be her last appearance, or it might be in Unleashed, I don't remember.
0: Uh, da, 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 da. well, she's, she's sort of in Unleashed. It says here, uh, Emily Yokas, uncredited. So this is the last ever time she's credited as Emily Yokas, uh, in an episode of Third Watch. Um, so this is kind of it for, for dear old PJ. Well, I think we're kind of going to have a few of these in the next few episodes, and the fact that these are going to be last appearances by characters, so we might kind of take time to sort of slightly say farewell to these people. I mean, it's a bit weird. I mean, I guess we can kind of go over her in just a second after I go over this thing, we're not saying goodbye to Emily, we're just saying goodbye to no. PJ. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to her in a second, but basically Emily's wanting to sell cookies uh, and Charlie doesn't want to go, but he's been dragged along, and we kind of get... Um, I thought it was candy bars. Oh, uh, cookies, candy bars, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> some form of unhealthy snack to raise funds for the girl guides or the whatever on earth she's doing. Um, But... We we kind of back to Fred being a dick again. We're back to bipolar Fred, like of oh no, this week. Oh, I don't... he's
1: always bipolar. This is just his other side.
0: This week, I don't. <laughs> I'm not happy with you doing your job again. I mean, look, I, I do love Fred and Yokus, but I just it does sometimes get a bit annoying. Like, it just make your mind up, Fred. Like one week you're so nice and calm to her, next you're just against it. And like you you would assume that the other week when kind of we saw you know your boss go crying and he sort of walked in and had that shot look on his face that you know really at the end of the day. He kind of was slightly okay with this, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well,
1: there will come a point where he will finally uh, make up his mind.
0: Well, of course. But, I mean, really, at the moment, though, it's just kind of like it's... I don't know, like... it's just it's just kinda of grading just this back and forth, back and forth, and then what ultimately it leads to. It's kind of I feel like when we get to that, he should have done that like a lot earlier <laughs> just because it's kind of like really? you know, what what is the final straw? That spoiler that you meet someone? Like, God, you're a Yeah.
1: <laughs> Your fucking dick is what you
0: are. Yes, I I've literally written here <laughs> Dick Fred, so um <laughs> Yeah, he he's a bit annoying in this episode. But um mm-hmm. I guess just quickly, I mean, old PJ Morrison, I mean, it's weird kind of saying farewell to a character. It's really we're saying farewell to an actor because they will recast Emily for season four and we get to the D for delightful Bonnie Dennison, who is delightful in many ways, but Emily does kind of sort of get annoying. Um
1: As all teenagers do.
0: She's, I mean, she's good to look at. I mean, I, I can say that she's my age. So, like, when I was watching this show, I was pretty much her age, too. So, it sounds a bit creepy now, I realise, because she's, like, 14. But, like, in real life, she's, like, my age. Um, So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think PJ did a pretty standard job. I think kind of just the thing it's weird to talk about, like, Emily and Charlie, because... They've never really had a storyline. We kind of just have, you know, chirpy little Charlie or Emily having a few quips back and forth at their parents, really, don't we? And kind of just, you know, emotional moments sort of here and there. So, like, I mean, obviously, PJ kind of had some great scenes, what, last season with the, like, oh, I don't think so, you're not wearing that. Like, you know, oh, the bathroom's free, Mm -hmm. things like that. So, I mean, kind of nice little scenes. I think we've talked about her before, that I feel that she could have had some decent stuff. Like, she's a pretty decent kid actor. But clearly they wanted to go a different route with her, didn't they?
1: Yeah. And in some ways, although it's annoying, in some ways I do kind of like the storyline that Emily will get going forward. Even though she is your typical annoying teenager.
0: Yeah, I just kind of forward looking ahead to Bonnie Dennison. Again, it's nothing against the actor. I love Bonnie Dennison as an actor. And I think she really calms down in the sixth season until she gets involved with some vampires. Mm -hmm. But, like, she just... (laughs) She just kind of is a pain in the ass next season. Like, she really is. Like, everyone complains about Cruz. But, like, to me, Emily is more of a pain in the ass next season than Cruz ever will be.
1: Yeah. You think PJ Morrison could have pulled that
0: off? Uh, Maybe not. I think kind of she's got a decent range as a kid. I don't imagine PJ, you know getting stuck in cars and going along to... Ban- like, Bonnie Jensen's a good actor. She does annoying teenager very well. Um, And, look, yeah, it's it's kind of like, as you said, like a different direction of the character. And, like, I can see why they're going to do that. Like, it, it, we kind of want to see Jokas as this, you know, strong female cop having to deal with a teenager. You know, so I kind of... I, I like the idea on paper, what they do with the emily um sort of dynamic. I just think that it just sometimes is just annoying and Snowblind is one of the worst, if not the worst episode of Third Watch there is. So, um. Yeah, there's just there's just a lot of convenience around what happens to Emily, and just like just silly little things that go ahead, and it just it becomes kind of very TV ish, which you know, which is a it's a direction. It's, it's words I will say a lot after this season, because I think the thing Darvel that I've kind of noticed with season three in this rewatch, season three I do not give enough credit for. I think season three is a very good season. Uh, it's not as good as season two, but I think kind of I'm learning on this rewatch that I, I do not never give this season enough credit for how good it is. Whereas next season, I'm pretty certain it will not be the same. <laughs> so, I mean, it's still a good yeah. season, season four. It just drops away with a lot of, you know, lackluster episodes. And, you know, we have Snowblind to look forward to. So, um yeah, this is, I mean, PJ yeah, did a good we also job.
1: have Last Call.
0: That is very true. That is arguably a fantastic episode, maybe uh, guaranteed to be a top 10 episode. Um, but we'll get to that in our preview in a few weeks. But, um, I mean, look, PJ is a decent actor. Like, I kind of hate little kid actors who can't act. Um, and I, I think PJ does not fall into that category. I feel when we kind of, kind of like, eulogise Joey in about two weeks that I'll be saying similar things, that, like, the actors, like, they do a good job. Um, and the difference between Emily here as PJ and Joey is that Joey's a little demon child, and Emily at this point really hasn't done anything wrong. So, um, yeah, I mean, anything more to add on PJ? There's nothing really here to say on on uh, her. I feel I think we've kind of covered the bases.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I would have, I would have liked to have seen more of her as well, you know, because I think, although what could they, what could they have really done with her? at the age she is now. You know, what, what storylines could they have given her?
0: Well, you're exactly right. And, I mean, she's what, meant to be... I think she's only meant to be like 12, bordering on 13 here, and they kind of skip her Something ahead. Something like that. She's 14, I'm pretty sure, as, as Bonnie. So they sort <laughs> of... Have a bit of creative leeway there. I always, like, I, I honestly used to always think that they skipped a four to, like, 17 or 16 when I first watched this. Because that's a soap opera thing to do, where they kind of just get there and like, Oh, fuck, we really want to make some dramatic storylines around this kid. So let's fast forward their age, like, four years, and hopefully no one will notice. Because it's a soap opera, you can kind of get away with it. This actually, it's not as bad as I used to think it is. That, like, it, technically you want to say they've maybe sped her up, like, a year um, but again, you could argue that I don't think we even get her name mentioned As in, like, her age, sorry Until, you know, a little bit into Season 4 So she might have had a birthday She might technically be 13 right now um, So, you know, I'm sure there's kind of A creative leeway there in terms of her age But when we, we basically get Bonnie Dennison From memory in the very first episode Of Season 4, like, she comes in the elevator Doesn't she, in, in the hospital So I think she's, like, there um, From memory um, but yeah, thanks PJ. You've, you've done a s- service. You were, uh, what in about 20 episodes here, I think. Um, and this is her only acting credit. <laughs> According to IMDB, she has never been in anything else since. So <laughs> another third watch actor
1: who was heartbroken about being let go and decided they were never going to act again.
0: Yes. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But I mean, the the good news for Charlie fans, uh, aka Jeremy Bergman, uh, Charlie doesn't get replaced until season six. So, uh, you've still got Charlie Bergman. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten more episodes of Little Charlie Yokus. Uh, here is Jeremy Bergman. Then, from memory, they just completely forget that Charlie's a character in this show. Uh, um, yeah pretty much and he will come back uh, for two episodes in season 6 played by Mick Hazen uh, the esteemed Mick Hazen so poor old I I, (laughs) I can't wait till we get to that because like poor old Jeremy Bergman just basically gets written out just to get brought back as Charlie for two episodes for some random guy and it's like okay cool like why couldn't Jeremy Bergman just be there like maybe he just I don't know but yeah anyway who knows? Who knows, indeed. So, uh, thanks, PJ. Anyway, so, um, I will say, I think I said this last week. Random little fun storyline in this episode is Kim and a PDA. <laughs> um, now, I do like Kim and a PDA. It's just kind of a fun, list. I just, I like sometimes, like, when you do have your random funny storylines and, like, you know, it, it, it never leads anywhere. It's nothing like, this is what season six is for the paramedics. Let's be honest. The paramedics and the firefighters, all they get are storylines like this. Um, and some work, some don't. But this is just kind of a fun little silly one. And it does date this episode that, um, you know, Kim and a Do you remember PDAs when they were like the big thing? <laughs>
1: I never used one, but I knew what they were, yes.
0: I never used one either, but I always wanted one. I think I had, like, a pretend one that kind of didn't do everything like this could. But, I mean, this is essentially yeah. what would turn into a smartphone now, so... Um, I was
1: going to say, these days it would be Kim and a smartphone.
0: Yeah, she's got the iPhone ten or something, or the X or whatever the hell it's called. Um, Hopefully she'd remember to hot-sync it to her desktop. <laughs> hot-sync, hot-sync, hot-sync. So she's got a PDA, um, and... Yeah, she's just kind of obsessing over it, how amazing it is. And we kind of get this scene where, uh, a guy is trapped under the car, the Jack's like fallen on top of him. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, sort of Jimmy's got something to do this episode, I guess, uh, just by looking on. Um, so we just kind of got a rescue seed here. They help him, help him out. And, uh, basically through this, though, they have to get an air valve into his chest to release some air. And, uh, they do some sort of field dressing um thing that's kind of you know on the fly uh it's kind of it's a clever little move you can see jimmy's kind of you know all uh wow that's incredible and everyone's like oh that's a great move you know so um we'll kind of get back to that because it's kind of i guess the storyline with these two this uh episode besides uh kim and a pda it's uh their conflict of course with uh with the doctor with dr dick dr peterson yeah the sexist doctor in this episode. Yeah, doc, Dr. Dick is what I'll call Dr. It. Dick. All right, we'll go with Dr. Dick. Um, I'm sure that would be a popular, probably like a male porn star or something like that. Um, it would be. a friend, It would a friend be now me. that I
1: think about it, but it does fit him, though.
0: Well, I mean, Sure. Uh, he's a dick, but I didn't know. Like you, you know, I don't know where you're going with that. I don't know where I'm going with that. Anyway, move on. Um, well, I really wasn't going anywhere
1: with it, with it. I just thought it had a nice ring to
0: it. It's just me. I'm the one who drags it into the gutter. Just ignore me. Um, Sully and Yoko's are still teaming up, which is nice. Um, we kind of get a random reference to remember last week when we had Dirty Kid 2.0 of Dead Kid in the Box. Um, yeah. Let's, everyone, because we're so concerned about that, because I, I honestly reckon this is just a writer's way of going, fuck, we really didn't resolve that last week, so we better quickly put in a reference this week. Um, so we find out that they identified her. Um, that's about it. It was a junkie mother. Okay, Cool. Thanks for that, guys. I'm so glad that we w- wrapped that up. Why didn't we get that a week later after Dirty Kid? Oh, so we found a home for Dirty Kid. Uh <laughs> That's still unresolved, Darvel. What happened to Dirty Kid? He vanished into the abyss. He had a shower and he got sucked down the drain. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's a bit mean. Probably but so. Stupid Dirty Kid. Um. So <clears throat> Sully's all grumpy, uh, which is you know. Well, that's typical Sully for you. <laughs> um, and Joker's sort of uh tells about that he she's heard about some fake ids kind of being worked out of a russian joint and it's got to be uh chef shenko uh and then you know he sally's basically like oh you know i don't really want to go in there i want to be careful you know i've like, got my eyes open and oh, i didn't really work out last with my last partner because we're referring to davis there poor davis um so we here's your dr dick because so we're back at the hospital and, uh, he starts going off at Taylor for this, uh, field move that, uh, she did. Um, and then basically kind of questioning whether or not it's in the right place and whether or not they've done everything right. Um, and then, uh. Which yeah. he
1: would have never done had it been Doc and Carlos.
0: Look, I honestly find this storyline just random. Like if this was a new doctor, then I could understand it. But this is a guy who's been in this show for pretty much the whole season. I think he was at even season two, was he not? From memory, so it's just kind of, it's it's kind of just out of the blue. And like, I can get this storyline. I can sort of see like it's a it's a decent storyline. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I just feel that this is kind of just a bit forced. This is why maybe this episode to me just doesn't stand out too much in many aspects. I mean, it's just. Again, like, we saw it with Morales in the very first episode she was in season one. Like, she was dismissive, she was kind of a bit of a bitch, and that, like, kind of worked, because that was her first episode. We didn't know who she was. But we know who Dr. Peterson is. I mean, this is, if I'm just looking here, um, his uh, seventh episode, and his final episode. This will be the last episode that Dr. Peterson's in. Maybe he got fired after oh, this. Oh, <laughs> Maybe. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> I mean, do you kind of see... Do you think it works? Do you think it doesn't work? I mean, how do you kind of look at this? I
1: mean, if they were going to make him a dick, why not have him be like that from the get-go?
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just... Maybe they knew he just wasn't going to come back, so they thought, like, oh, let's put him out on a on a high or something like that. And this is a kind of the thing, though. Like, I think I mentioned a week or two ago that we've sort of got a bunch of doctors already. Uh, sort of, we've got about three kind of regular doctors at the moment, Um but it's it's kind of interesting, like, next week when we do the ER episode, kind of with the tie in, uh, it's, cause it's been a while since I've watched the ER, and it's kind of interesting watching, there's a scene where the paramedics bring in the, uh, one of the victims, and it's kind of the opposite, obviously, on ER. It's kind of like, you know, the doctors are the ones who are always, we're meant to be looking as the heroes, and the paramedics are the cowboys, and like, there's just a scene where the paramedics drop off a patient, they're just like, okay, here he is, bye, and they just drive off. Whereas like I'm third watch, they're always in the hospital, they're always helping out, and it's the doctors who are the dicks. So it's kind of it's it's like an it's an interesting sort of thing to kind of look at these two shows, which sort of exist in the same world. Uh made by the same people and everything. But um yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of this storyline. I just it could have been done better. Do this with a new doctor, don't do this with an established doctor. But um yeah, we get some good Proctor stuff. I like my old Proctor. You know I love my my girl yeah. Mary.
1: Yeah, I like, I like, I like Proctor too.
0: Yeah, good on you, Mary. Um, uh, so we're back at the cop shop. Um, uh, Sully and, uh, Swirsky are kind of having a conversation about they've got these fake IDs. Um, and, you know, uh, Swirsky, I have to say, Le Swirsky, that's what I was about to say. Well, Lieutenant Swirsky, Lou Swersky. that kind of works. Um, he's kind of questioning, like, oh, that's not in our sector. And, uh, Sully's kind of like, oh, no, we're just branching out, Lou. Uh, meanwhile, Kim's on a PDA, Taylor's complaining, uh, about Dr. Dick, uh, and then Kim gets excited because <laughs> she found the function menu. <laughs> I kind of just like that oh, random thing. Man. They get an unknown medical... Uh, I, I Again, correcting myself, I've probably gotten a message from Orquides or Barb since I did that episode. I can't remember because we recorded these so far in advance. So, Orquides, Barb, if you messaged me going off me a few weeks ago, believe me, uh, we've kind of corrected ourselves here. We do get to see another random paramedic. I forgot about this random guy who just wants to eat all the time. Um...
1: Yeah,
0: Harris. Harris. I think his name is. Harris, yeah, and he's, he's just like, hey girls, and of course, you know, this is one of those episodes where everything has to be offensive to poor old Kim and Taylor. Girls. Girls. Like, this is, <laughs> this is maybe a bit of a problem, so it's nothing against kind of them being, like, we've always, I think, established that Third Watch does things like gender and race well, that it doesn't need to be shoved down your throat, like, the few exceptions we kind of had, obviously, around Doc and kind of, you know, uh with a few things like that. But it's it's done very well. We don't always have this shoved down your throat. Um So, it's kind of... This episode, kind of, to me, has, like, two moments in a way, which is kind of, like... One's not that bad. Like, we'll get to that moment with Carlos and Doc. I don't think it's that bad. It kind of... It's, it's warranted. But this one, just, like, with the whole forced thing about, like, women being treated differently, like... I get it. I understand why they're trying to portray it. I'm not saying, you know, like, don't show it. But I don't know. I just feel it's force. And, again, this is Taylor and Kim. These are, particularly Taylor, such a strong female character. I don't know why we always need to get these subtle little references to her being a woman and how she doesn't like being called a woman, if you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: It kind of makes you wonder. <clears throat> For some reason, I just got this random thought in my
0: head. What would her dad say? Well, he's kind of um, buried underground the ground right now. Um, but <laughs> yeah. too, too soon? Um, <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> oh, Ben, stop laughing at dead people. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Respect the dead, Ben. What the fuck's wrong with oh, you? I don't know he's dead yet, Darvell. We don't find that out for three more weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cut me some slack, right? <laughs> right? I've got hope. I'm with Taylor. He could be alive. You know, he was chilling underground, just living the hermit life. Um, but, yeah, I, I do kind of just like random Doc moment here going off about Harris, like his second meal of the day. Um, and he wants some meat and a stick, <laughs> which we're obviously going to find out a little bit about. Um, have you ever, like, did we talk about this once? I swear we talked about this once, Darvell about street vendor food. Have you ever gotten street vendor food?
1: No, I've never gotten street vendor food, and after this episode, I probably won't.
0: Well, this is kind of my fear of street vendor food. Because um, when I went to Malaysia, I never got it. Um, there's lots of reasons around that as well. Uh, I got some in Mexico City, which was actually pretty decent, and I didn't get sick. And um, I think I, oh, I got a, I got a reindeer hot dog off a cart in Anchorage. And I got a New York style hot dog in Honolulu off a street cart, but I've never got one in New York before. So, um, maybe I need to. What exactly is meant by New York style? Well, it's kind of like one of those things where I guess for many tourists, we would associate hot dogs kind of from street vendors in New York. Like it's just, I guess that's a stereotype. So, uh, it's like New York style pizza. It's kind of what, like, the the flat sort of big pizza, Chicago-style pizza. It's kind of like that D-dish. Like, I guess it's kind of just the style that they're used to in a city, I guess, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, um, Yeah. you know, that's kind of how it rolls. (laughs) Um, We don't really have that here in Australia. We don't have, like, Sydney-style hot dog. Like, what is that? Um, (laughs) Who knows? I, I wouldn't have a clue, kind of, how it would work. Um... But, yeah, 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 So that's kind of that bit. Uh, meanwhile, we've got, uh, Carlos, uh, back in the hospital. He's talking about a green kangaroo. There's a random Australian reference, sort of. Um, and he tells the adoption <coughs> lady that not to worry about, uh, dropping off any of the, uh, the names of the people because he's changed his mind. He wants to keep Kylie. Um, to which she leaves behind a little, um, like a, a file, I guess, uh, with the Kenny's in it. And, uh, Yeah, so Carlos here, Uh, Darvell. Now, you like this storyline, don't you? You're a fan of this storyline, right? Yes. Now, tell us why. What what do you like about this storyline? Well,
1: as I've said, this is, as I've said many times before, this is where I feel Carlos starts to grow up, so to speak. Mm. And the decision that he ultimately makes in this episode, you would have never seen Carlos from two seasons ago doing that. Uh, I I mean, it, it takes it takes a very it takes a mature person, you know, to want to step up and take responsibility, try to do his very best to raise this baby. But it takes an even more mature person to realize, you know what? I want to. I love you, Kylie, but I love you enough to, spoiler alert, let you go. Yeah, because I know I because I cannot give you the family you need. And look. That I agree. Even
0: more- I agree with everything you said. And, um, I think there's two storylines that change Carlos. I think it's this one. And I think it's next season what will happen with him with the girl in the ambulance. I kind of think that they. Mm-hmm. That too. They're the two main ones to me that change him. Um, and I think. And that was a good one too. Yeah, I think it's very important for his, uh, <clears throat> character. Um, because, you know he's not a douche the whole time and he has a very satisfying ending to this show. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I just, I don't know why there's a slight issue I have with it. I just, I just, there's just something about it. Um, and what is it? I'm trying to, I'd work love to out. hear your point. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to work it out. Cause I think kind of, it's maybe I'm just being nitpicky about the whole process here involved of like childhood abandonment and everything like that. But, um, I don't know. Like, It's, I like more when this kind of comes back into it, what is it, season five, and this is when he kind of finds his family, so I kind of think that it's, um, I think it's kind of, the initial parts of this maybe, I just kind of think weigh some stuff down with him, I don't know, uh, because I enjoy kind of douchey, funny, you know, aloof Carlos so much. Uh, so maybe I'm just kinda of holding on to the past a little bit too much, but it's important for his development and uh, and Anthony Rivivar does a really good job with all this sort of storyline and um mm-hmm. it's it's believable and it kind of works. So um yeah, I mean I'm 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 enjoying it maybe a little bit more and this time around. I think kind of your viewpoint kind of sways me a little bit with it too. I think it's important to note that. But um yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna rate down this episode or anything like that just because of this, because I personally don't like a lot of them. I mean, you, you might turn and say, "Well, don't you do that with like the religious episodes, Ben?" But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, random little side thing. I know we often get sidetracked on this. Never. Somebody wrote a pretty good. <laughs> somebody wrote a pretty good fan. Somebody wrote a pretty good fanfic. I know you don't read fanfiction much anymore. But somebody wrote a pretty good fanfic. I feel like I mentioned this once before, about you know Third Watch, the next generation. It, yeah, you know next generation, <clears throat> and um, they they wrote it as Kylie. They wrote Kylie as growing up to end up being a police officer with the five mm, five. It's a Pretty 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 good pretty good story. And yet and yet they they wrote her as you know struggling with. You know, she knew she she had gotten she got to know Carlos obviously got to know him really well, but she was always trying to find out who Vangie was, Ah. and she was never and in the and in the little fanfic she was never really able to do that Mm. because because yeah because her because that side of the family you know they 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 would they would slam the doors they would slam their doors in her face whenever she would go to whenever she would track a track a relative of Vangie's down and all that and if what Haley did. Haley Vanjie's sister, in a few episodes, a few episodes ago, thicker than water. If what she did was any indication, you know, just leaving her at the firehouse, yeah, then you know, it wouldn't surprise me if that's if that ultimately happened with Kylie. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, no, 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 you're absolutely <clears throat> right. Um, I. Um, I think you might need to link me to that, Dale. Because I, I look, I and I, I, I kind of talked you down on fan fiction, but I'd be intrigued to kind of see what the the idea is of what people got up to post third watch. You know, it's kind of um. It's like, you know, sort of the gaps between Star Wars films, and I was intrigued mm-hmm. trying to find out what sort of is canon when it comes. And I don't know there's never going to be an official canon for third watch of what happens afterwards, because nobody gives a shit. But, like, you know, I guess it would be interesting to kind of read from a perspective that's, you know, not my own of kind of thinking what might happen. So, um, yeah, you should, you Yeah, should I'll, have to,
1: thing. I'll have to, I'll have to, send it to you. I mean, we've got, I'll tell you right now, the care, the new characters that are introduced, the children of the, of the, of the third watch of the, of our third watchers. That's what we'll call them our third watchers. We've got Emily. We've got Emily grown up. We have um we who else do we have? We have Kylie and the and I think those are the only two characters from the past. We have and in terms of the newbies we have Alex, mm-hmm. who
0: He's not is not named after na-
1: oh. named a- named after Taylor. <laughs> Spoiler named alert! Taylor. Don't, listen, don't listen yeah, to that. Sorry, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Ignore Move that. On. Ignore it. Ignore <laughs> it. Um, we have we have we have a we have a guy named Carter, who is Carlos's son, who is Carlos's son, and turns out to be gay and a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting combination. I love what the author did with that. We have. Ty Davis the <laughs> third, new character introduced, and we have um, who's the other guy? We have we have a guy. We have this random. We have this random cop that's introduced, a guy named Dylan, who is only introduced because he knocked up because he knocks up Emily.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And this guy is like, I mean, there are some people out there who would say that who would say that Bosco. That who would say that Bosco's a, who would say that Bosco's a jerk. This guy, in some aspects of Bosco, and I love Bosco, but <clears throat> this guy, in some when it comes to you know similarities between him and Bosco, he makes Bosco look like a gentleman.
0: <laughs> well, I think you'll definitely have to send that to me because uh, I'll be very intrigued to see that. Um, one thing I'll quickly add too, kind of um, which I randomly found at least. Uh, during the week of between recording, is uh, I've mentioned a few times. I think that I own a um, a copy of the the Welcome to Camelot script signed by the cast, and uh, I found that the other day. So I have to take some photos of that and send that to you guys, and um, maybe I'll uh, I'll post some stuff on social media as well. Um, oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, it's a very proud possession of mine. Paid a lot of money for that, but anyway. Um, anyway, so, where are we up to? Where are we up to? Uh, alright, so they've, uh, Carlos and Kid, yep, changed his mind. Um, and we've kind of had that. Uh, so, we now have, um, oh, Taylor, they're, they're at another scene here. Uh apparently Taylor can speak Spanish all of a sudden. I didn't know this was a thing. Um and they use some weird machine on this diabetic guy. They call up the hospital um to get some dopamine, but um they're told no, we've got to scoop and run, and Taylor's like, Screw protocol, we're gonna give some dopamine anyway. So kind of she um goes against protocol, gives some extra drugs. Um meanwhile back at the precinct, uh we've got these guys in the cages that they've gotten from the fake IDs before. Yokes and Sully are just kind of watching over them. And then we get Darvell. I've talked about a lot about returning people who come back to the show who, uh, you know, I was, I was, go. Yeah, I was,
1: I was gonna, I was gonna mention that to you.
0: Mm -hmm. The,
1: the lawyer guy that we get. Isn't that the same guy who played Dominic the Chef in Ohio?
0: It is. It certainly is. Uh, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, Ronald Gutman is back, but uh, apparently he's left his job as a French chef uh at a random restaurant where they host political debates to become an attorney at law for Shevchenko. Uh <laughs> what Shevchenko? Now yeah. I actually we talked about this guy uh recently on a lost episode that we recorded because he was in a flashback uh with Jack's Jack was working on surgery on this guy and this guy died, and that was played by this same guy. So, um, Ronald mm-hmm. Gutman, we're, we're still trying to find a person who's in all three of the shows we're covering. We've found people who have been in two of them. We're yet to find a person who is in Nip Tuck, Third Watch, and Lost. We'll get, hopefully, somebody soon. But, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> our our French chef is back, um, and he just kind of shows up, and Sully and Yoke's uh, like, who called you? And more so, Sully's, of course, like... Didn't you serve me some chicken a few years ago? Didn't we have some conversation about, um, you know, what was it, uh, ginger ale with your duckler on? Um, but, uh, this guy obviously is a bit like, you know, oh, we're they here. They should have had him say that actually. Yeah. <laughs> He's helped out anything to facilitate with the process. Um, so this is a bit kind of weird that this guy's just shown up and nobody's called him because these Russian guys basically apparently mm-hmm. don't speak English. Um, so, Taylor and Kim, back at the hospital, um, and Dr. Dick goes off of them again. You're certainly not doctors, stick to protocol. Uh, Taylor's kind of like, oh, there it is. Um, you know, more arguments going on here between these, and you know, just so not into this storyline. The more I talk about it, I don't like it. Um, then we got Doc and Carlos. I kind of like here Carlos when he's got, what is he like? Fluffy and growl, fluffy and growl. And then kind of like Doc walks in and he's all like, oh, I wasn't doing anything. Um, And he's like talking about how this is his um, toy that he had. He found it in um, storage. Um, So then Doc's obviously looking at this file. We hear about the Kennys for the first time. um, To which, you know, Carlos says, why bother? They're white. Um, He wants them to have some Latino heritage. Now, look, I get it. (laughs) I do, but at the same time, like, when is has is Carlos, Carlos ever kind of walked around proud as punch that he's Latino? <laughs> <clears throat> Not that I can recall. And, and can we also just establish the fact that, um, you know, he, he we went back to season one when he got in that fight with Doc how we said he's Filipino and that the Spanish were there. So kind of, you know, that's a bit of Latino stuff, but this is kind of just a thing with Carlos's background, which we've gone over. And I understand like, you can give this a bit more of a pass because he's grown up in like all these foster homes and doesn't really know. Um, yeah. But like, you know, we've gone from Filipino to his, really into his Latino heritage and we're going to soon get that he's Hawaiian in a couple of seasons. So it's kind of like it's all over the place with Carlos. But I mean, look, I can see why he's It's says realistic
1: this. though. I mean, growing yeah. up in a foster home. I mean, you growing up in the foster care system, well, I can't speak from experience, of oh, course. Brandy's
0: talked about but
1: it, yeah. I was going to I was going to say well, maybe maybe Brandy could maybe Brandy could give some insight here. Yeah. You probably don't know what your my guess is, if Carlos is any indication, you probably don't know what your true heritage really is.
0: Yeah, which, again, is why I think you can kind of excuse this a little bit sort of <laughs> along the way. But, um, I mean, look, I can see why kind of they do this. Like, yeah, okay, you want some Latino heritage. But, I mean, do you have to full out, like, oh, no, they're white. I don't want them. I mean, is that not technically racist? <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. Just wanted to ask that question. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to play that card. It, it, you ab- know? it
1: absolutely <laughs> is. I mean, hey, call a spade a spade. Because racism racism like any other prejudice it cuts every which way it's not just white on everyone else
0: mm. I do like the line though that doc says uh, you barely speak Spanish yourself we saw him in season one at least twice full- on speaking Spanish I mean maybe he just means like you don't what speak that? it that often uh when he had the um uh it was maybe it was only once it was that woman that on it was um oh god the 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 um the one the Thanksgiving episode in season one I've gone blank on what it was called. History history of the history world, of the world yeah. I think. When uh, he's got the woman who speaks Spanish and then he goes and has like a dinner with her at the hospital, remember? Because she's like alone and stuff like that. Um, mm. so he's speaking I'll have to watch
1: days. that one again. I haven't watched it for a while.
0: Um, but anyway, so. Oh, so Carlos here, at least he wants to basically switch to days because he wants to look after Kylie. He's going to bag school. Um, and he's saying, Oh, I'll take a leave of absence. And doctors is like, Nope, we need you tomorrow. The city is short. Um, sorry, you have to be at work tomorrow. Um, meanwhile, we have, uh, the lawyer back at the, the cop shop. Um, just a bit of a conversation going on here about who's paying for him. <laughs> Nothing really important there. Uh, I love Kim yeah. here on the computer with, or him. is it? We'll get to that. I love how Kim here's on the computer with a PDA complaining just to date this episode. Oh, this connection's so slow. Can we get a DSL line? Uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because they were using dial-up at the time.
0: Oh, Oh, good old dial-up. And uh, the remember lo-
1: Dial Up, Ben?
0: I do remember Dial Up. I, re- I love Jimmy here, though, complaining about technology. I'll just try to stick with paper and a pen. Can I just say Eddie Sibrian? He's one of the most common uh, Instagrammers out there out of all his third watch casts. So, <laughs> I feel like commenting on one of his posts and saying, Oh, how's a paper and pen going for you, Eddie? Uh- <laughs> you should. <laughs>
1: Um, (laughs) you should and then let us know what he says in response (laughs) if he responds at
0: all Uh, Doc comes up and uh, he's had a sit down with Dr. Peterson uh, and then obviously uh, goes off a bit at Taylor and Taylor's saying oh we get treated like a cab driver and Doc's like well nobody treats me like that Um, so then of course Taylor's like well this is being about a woman um, which you know, eh. but then I I do love this scene with Kim. She kind of gets in with the PDA. Oh, look at this! I've got instant access to all city phone numbers. Good, you can call someone who cares. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and can I can I just say on the the thing, you know, where we're um where Doc says where Doc says, you know, he doesn't nobody treats me like a like a taxi driver and mm-hmm. all that. Today, if this were today. Taylor would have come out and said, "Yeah, because you're a man."
0: Yeah, there today, would today this episode. today this thing would. Have, <laughs> uh, what? I was gonna say there be the, the whole focus of this episode would be on this and about how women are mistreated and how men are assholes and yeah.
1: <laughs> and well, in I mean, of course, in some respects, there is absolutely no denying
0: that probably oh, many elements that, that women is true, are mistreated yes. and
1: yes. and a lot of men are assholes. But, but,
0: but it also does work the other way in many aspects, too. We yes, it does. Exactly it,
1: it absolutely does.
0: The difference is we can't talk about that because we're men and we don't have a right to saying that. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Fuck that. I'll call it where I see it, whether it's whether it's men whether it's men versus women or women versus men. Mm-hmm. I'll call it how I see it. I don't know about you, but I will.
0: No, I, I agree with you. Um I mean, equality can't be equality until we stop kind of just blaming each side of the other. But, I mean, you look, you're right. Like, there is many aspects in society where definitely women are mistreated and not treated the same as men, um, and that needs to be fixed. But there are also many aspects where it's the other way. And there are also, can I just say, there are many parts of society in the world which... Equality is impossible. There are many aspects of society where women definitely need <coughs> to be the, the dominant sex in certain industries and certain fields and certain situations. Same with men. Like, I think now, we've got an issue. Now this. I'm
1: curious to know which ones. Oh, this is a
0: whole other episode, Darvell. But I just, I feel that we kind of, <laughs> and I'm just going on a tangent here, but I, I feel that like there's just this level of, of just... People going out of their way to make sure that everything is equal, where it's just like that's just impossible in so many aspects. You know, it's it, it's just like we should be a society which is equal in every aspect. We can possibly have it based on race, gender, you know, sexuality, no matter what it is. But there are there are there are levels of situations like. You know, like, there's a random one that comes to the top of my head. Let's think of gyms. Like, you go to work out. There is just a level of society where mm-hmm. women do not want to go to a gym with men working out. It's just how it is. So, that's why you have women-only gyms. Because no matter what society says or what or how it is, and it's a sad fact of the matter that this is the thing that women don't feel comfortable working out around men, Um, they want their own gym. So, I think, fair enough. I don't necessarily think it's, you know, but, like, I get it. And it's kind of like, yeah, you've got male-only gyms, but for the most part, male-only gyms, kind of the reputation is they're kind of sort of homosexual gyms, if you know what I mean. I'm not saying they're all Mm -hmm. are, like, please don't, people take that as gospel, but just that's kind of the general vibe of them. So, I mean, there's just random things that I'm just thinking of like that, like, that they're, you know, women will want their own gyms, and that's kind of like, we can't all have 100% equal gyms. That's a random thing to come to my head but um, I don't know there's just there's just aspects of things that just kind of go too far when it comes to trying to like you know certain things you've got to have your token female on them now just because they're trying to get female audiences when people just don't understand that that doesn't get female audiences women who watch say sporting shows watch it because they like the sport they don't care if it's men or women hosting the damn thing so you don't <coughs> need to put your yeah. token female on a show just to attract the women who they don't if you've got a woman who knows stuff about the sport put her on the show great but if yeah. Yeah, just by there. If yeah, she's just there and she just doesn't know a thing about the sport, and nobody respects her, you're just weighing down the coverage. Um, anyway, I, don't get me started on this stuff. I'll be here all day. <laughs> uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, we should,
1: maybe we should do, maybe maybe just for fun, we should do an episode just on just on that, on how Social as issues. much as we want equality completely, <laughs> not ev- not everything can be equal.
0: That's uh, That would be an interesting that, discussion. That would be very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people would like my opinions, but uh, when have they ever? Um, so, anyway, Carlos goes to the Kenny's house. Um, <clears throat> he's obviously, um, you know, meeting the... and the, Now, from memory, the, when this comes back in Season 5, are they the same actors? I'm pretty sure they are, aren't they? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure think that so. Moira, Moira Kenny, isn't it? No, that's the little girl, isn't it? Um, yes. Barbara and Michael Kenny. Let's have a quick look here. So, Barbara's played by Haviland Morris, and Michael Kenny's played by Tim Ransom. Now, if I just quickly here on air have a look um, as... Yeah, so... Uh, or maybe not. Uh, Season oh.
1: 5, Episode 8 is where they come back. Is in that Fury? Fury?
0: Fury? No, yeah, yes, no, is, Fury. no, 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 it is. Sorry, she is the same actress because I was about to say. Uh, so Fury, she comes back in. Uh, at least Mary does, and Tim Ransom looks familiar. This guy actually does. Is he in Fury as well, or is he not in that episode? I, I don't know he, think is. So. he is. No, he is. He is. Um, so there you go. Uh, so they both <clears> do <throat> come back. Uh, so good news for. For the Kennys, yeah. but uh, so just for, but,
1: just for that one episode though.
0: Yeah, I thought they were in more. I was thinking they were in more, but obviously not. Um yeah. So yeah, so Carlos shows up, just wants to kind of um, see where the baby room is, what you were doing with it, and um, you know, it's a it's a nice little scene. I do love random little girl. Hello, I'm making cookies. That's nice. That that's my reaction. I'm just gonna like mm, okay. I'm not going to be Me? <laughs>
1: yeah, me, it's going to be, me, it's going to be, oh, really? What kind? Yeah. Chocolate chip? Oh, are they done? Yes.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm just we like... want cookies. <laughs> oh,
1: nom, 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 nom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, You're going that way with Play-Doh cookies, are you, Darville? Uh...
1: <laughs> no, regular, regular cookies, yeah, but Play-Doh cookies, ah,
0: uh-uh. <laughs> It's a nice little scene, it, like Carlos in the baby's room and sort of the dad sort of just been like, oh, awkwardly, oh, that sink's calling my name. So, um, you know, changing around Carlos's mind a little bit. It's a nice scene. Um, so we got Yocas uh, and Fred, because he's all bipolar Fred. Did you, did you want to add something there, David? Oh,
1: I, I, Don't they have, I don't know why I'm thinking this, but for some reason I was thinking they had, they had some family pictures hung on the walls of their house or something, and maybe Carlos sees that or something like that. If, no. Sees pictures of the extended family and such.
0: I mean, if we do, we kind of don't get to see him looking at it. I can't remember if there's any in the background or not. I'm honestly not really kind of uh, paying attention to that. Um, But, I mean, there could be. Um, I mean... um, Yeah. People have them in their home, I guess. (laughs) But, um... So, bipolar Bipolar Fred. Bipolar Fred you know talking about charlie complaining the whole mm. way with the cookies and um yeah no, i think you are right about candy bars cuz i've written candy bars here i don't know why i wrote cookies before um maybe it. you wanted cookies maybe who doesn't um <laughs> you do Uh Yokus <laughs> oh I, yeah i do <laughs> Yokus obviously talking about oh her mother sold a few cookies uh candy some cookies again candy bars in the day uh do want more. cookies and then, are we okay <laughs> i don't know i'll be in the shower like what just the Fred, just uh, you know, like, Joker, stand up to this man.
1: <laughs> really,
0: Jesus, literally Jesus, because he'll find Jesus in the next episode. I'm not get me started on that next year. Jesus, he held <laughs> my hand. Oh my god, uh, shut up.
1: Well, <laughs> well, for once, you and I are going to are going to agree on a religious aspect. I didn't believe that either.
0: I just, I just think Fred's kind of losing focus in my head all of a sudden he's <laughs> like, losing his marbles he's losing I, his marbles I love Chris Bauer and I love the character of Fred but just all of a sudden he's starting to grate me a little bit um, so anyway uh, Carlos brings uh, Kylie to the Kenny's um, warns him about making a stink because he doesn't like being picked up that happens with me too let's be honest um, and that uh, yeah he's basically going to work and he's dropping off the Kenny's for a trial run with them um which is essentially his way of getting free childcare. Good thinking outside the box, Carl. I'll see if that's a bit of a dick move. Um, but um so we have uh Yokes and Sully. I kind of I like this little thing here where they get this guy, Frankie. Um, you know, they get him to chase him through the bar so they can catch this bookie because they know it's going on in the pub, but they obviously don't have a um a, a warrant. But I love kinda Jokus of here with Frankie when, you know, what does he say? Like, um Oh, yeah, um I'm not really Yogi's no, is like, Oh, you'll make a woman happy one day and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm not really looking to settle down and Yogi's like, Oh, that's a shame. The good ones never are <laughs> Like I just love the way
1: she's been stick to it. <laughs> um, well, I mean I'm I'm not looking to settle down, the good ones the good ones never are. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's funny, but yeah, (laughs) they they chase him through a a bar and basically come across this bookie ring. Just you know, it's a setup, but it's it's a nice, clever little thing. I like how this comes back in a couple of episodes. It's it's clever. Yeah, me too. Um, but so anyway, Taylor and uh, Kim cleaning up the embers. I love you know, Dick Kim just on a PDA and Taylor just like, yeah, I love cleaning up other people's mess. (laughs) Just like you know, because Kim just means, that's me. What What was she looking for on a PDA? you go ahead.
1: What was she looking for on her PDA? Did she want to see if there was some quicker way of cleaning the bus or well, something?
0: Well, I mean, this is where she finds it. We find out that she's got the medical <laughs> journal on her a, on a thing. So, you know, like, diagnose, like, give me some uh, give me some ideas. Let's, you know, differential diagnosis of Ebola. And for some reason, this is the quickest freaking PDA in the world that you can find You Like, I don't think I could find it that quickly on a bloody Google right now. Um, so, <laughs> it's kind of that. Um... Anyway, this, this, kind of, this episode, there's just so many quick scenes here that we're kind of covering, because it's just kind of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we, I don't know, we used yeah. to, like, back in season one with Brandon, we kind of used to cover off people's storylines in one go, but we kind of haven't done that in a while. I'll have to do that maybe a bit next season. Anyway, so, um, Doc and Carlos, uh, Harris, he's talking about Harris eating, like, four different meals a day, or whatever it is, um, mm-hmm. kind of, it's funny, but then, um, you know, Carlos obviously, uh, mentions that, um, He's, uh, yeah, left them with the Kennys, free childcare. Uh, Doc goes off at him, and then Carlos is like, look, I'm doing the best I can. Uh, you know, Carlos, again, good acting here for Anthony Reaver, Um which, you know, haven't really uh, mentioned a whole lot, I think. Um, so... We get uh back at the cop shop, Swirsky kind of, like, talking to uh Sully and Jokas, like, oh, yeah, so how did you get this? Oh, yeah, well, chasing him for what? Oh, uh, drug possession? Um, so, like, kind of, they're trying to come up with this excuse of how they caught this bookie operation. It's funny. Um back at the hospital, uh the wife of the diabetic that uh Taylor and Kim had the day before is back, she's got pink pink eye, and basically Dr. Dick is taking it out on the patients now. So uh Taylor confronts him, he chastises her, You are not a doctor Uh never said I was. Uh you know, I'm a man, you're a woman um just i mean
1: no. let's be honest that's what it and i'll say it again that's what it comes down to i mean they don't specifically say it but come on we all know it yeah we do we, we all
0: know it but it's just ugh. um so carlos meanwhile it's the end of shift he picks up um kylie and uh they will wait, they waited up for carlos and uh, i do kind of like this bit where um, the, the mom Mary's kind of just like, uh, not Mary, I keep calling her Mary, it's Barbara. Who's Mary? Uh, she's the nurse, Ben. Um, <laughs> Barbara's like, oh, you know, I thought we could take it to the folks tomorrow. And Carl's like, no! Uh, no, i mean, No! I, <laughs> I don't, you know, just, that's kind of weird. It's like, oh, sorry, I don't mean to push. And, you know, Carl's just like, thanks again, drives off. Like, you gotta feel sorry for the Kennys here. They are kind of getting dragged along a little bit here. Uh, yep.
1: I mean, and, and, and Doc was, Doc was right to point that out, you know, you're, le- you're, you're only letting them... You're only letting them watch her for, for a day? Yeah. This couple who really wants another kid?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I, I do like, um, you know, Haviland Morris and Tim Ransom. They're great actors and kind of just... It makes it very believable, I think, this whole situation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm coming around a little bit more on this storyline, <clears> Um. So, meanwhile, Davis comes home. It's the first time I've seen Davis all episode. Um... Oh, we have a Davis fan. Welcome here. back, Davis. Uh, <laughs> Carlos is with Kylie. Uh, I love how kind of they're back and we like, who's that guy? I get just like, this is, Kobe Bell, you can just tell he's a dad. He's so good with kids. Um, and they're talking about, um, you know, having a bath that's unpredictable. And then, you know, this is kind of, um, where Davis is like, you're working tonight. And Carlos's like, I don't know. Um, he's just, you know, obviously he's questioning what he's going to do, and like Dave's like, you can't just decide when you want to go to work or not. Um, so and that's true, you can't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kim and Taylor have another old guy and they're kind of all in the same vicinity and they're kind of thinking, like, hmm, maybe all these cases are connected that we've had in the last day or so, you know, with the, the diabetic and the woman with the pink eye and the other unknown medical. So Kim dials it in on a PDA. I want to say dials it in because that's what my dad says. My dad, like, when you say, like, oh, you know, let's Google something, my dad's like, oh, I'll dial it into Google. Like, that's my dad's <laughs> way of, like, talking technology. Bless his little heart. Um... So, she searches on the uh, PDA for symptoms of kind of what these people have had in the last couple of days from all this same area. And listeria. And I love how Taylor says, I've never heard of it. I've heard of listeria. Isn't that kind of one of those ones that you've all heard of? Um, it's kind of some sort of food poisoning. Uh, and then they work out, oh, meat on the stick. This guy kind of is talking about, um, you know, that he got something on meat on the stick. So... Uh, mm-hmm. I think, now, I think we've all had food poisoning before, haven't we, Darvell? It's not a very pleasant experience. Uh, no. No. No, it is not. It I is think, not. I think I'm about to curse myself in saying this. I guarantee you within the next week I'll probably get sick. But, like, I think the only times I've been sick in the last, like, 12 to 18 months, like, not including, like, you know, hay fever and my regular cough, is uh food poisoning. And, um, yeah. The, and, like, the
1: countdown can, and the countdown starts.
0: Exactly. Let's count
1: down to a week later, and we'll see how Ben feels. Well,
0: a week later at the time. <laughs> let's date this episode right now to say that people are listening to this in like August, September, two thousand and eighteen. We're recording this a week before Christmas Day, twenty seventeen. So if I'm sick in a week, it will be fucking Christmas Day, and fuck you, universe. I've been sick on. I've ended up in a hospital before on Christmas Day when I've been sick. It's not fun. All right. Christmas Day is usually the best day of the year. So uh, I don't want to be sick. Like, like, no. I just jinx myself.
1: Fingers crossed. Just chinks my spell. fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm gonna get saved. and let's and al- and also let's let's knock on wood. Uh, let's knock on wood and hope that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I do like this little bit though with Carlos talking to Kylie. You like them? They come with grandparents, you know. Oh, I hear they spoil you, and then just like, oh, you'll always have me. Ah, like maybe I'm getting sold on this storyline now. It's a cute little scene. Um, so what have we got? Sally and Jocus. Um, and then we've got our, uh, French chef guy, kind of say he's not actually French, Ronald Gutman. He's, uh, Belgian. Yeah. But I mean, I know it's kind of the same. They speak French in most of Belgium from what I know. So it's, I mean, it's kind of like saying, you know, Canadian and American, I guess, you know, you're both, you're both North American. So, I mean, you kind of, Mm -hmm. in the vicinity of each other. Um, but anyway, so we have, um, the lawyer guy just co- talking with Sully and basically offering an ultimatum. It's like, what, money? And it's like, you know, oh no, you're looking for someone important to you. You're looking for your wife. <gasps> and he grabs her and uh, grabs him, I should say. <laughs> like, he hasn't a sex change all of a sudden. Uh, you know, you go, you go near my wife. There's nowhere you can hide from me. Like Sully just losing it here. Uh, Swirsky obviously comes and splits him up and he's just, you know, all calm. I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to be a facilitator here. I do kind of like Ronald Gutman here though, just the calmness he plays with this. Like, you know, it's kind of intimidating lawyer. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice little scene. Uh, what have we got? So, back at the hospital, Kim and Taylor, uh, they sort of mention it to, uh, Dr. Dick, we think it's Listeria. Uh, and what does he say? Paramedics with PDAs. Now that's scary. Uh, and then kind of Taylor stands up, like you know, just please, you know, listen to me for once. Just I need look your at help. this. Yeah. <laughs> so he sets up a spinal tap. Um, which you know, <clears throat> here he goes. The sexist moment is over, right? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what have we got here? What have I written here? Don Sleet. I want to. I need to. <gasps> Do run sheet. Oh, right, 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 okay. Kim and Taylor, so, like, this is, Taylor's obviously, like, begged to Dr. Dick, you know, uh, about doing it. And then this is kind of Kim being a bit of a dick, like, do the run sheet for me. I want to. I need to. Like, just Kim Raver, funny Kim Raver moments, underrated. <laughs> she's actually quite funny, Kim Raver, when she can be. Um, She's got the material to work with. Uh, we'll get back to that in a second because we're going to get some great stuff here with Kim coming up. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Bosco's yeah. in the locker room and we see y- Yokus come back and kind of a nice little scene between these two. Bo- Bosco says he's clear for duty. Um, and then I kind of like, you know, him sort of saying to Yokos, like, oh, how was it today? Oh, seven hours of complete boredom, one of terror. You know how it is. And, you know, Bosco's like, yeah, I miss it. Uh, and that they're going to work together tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Oh, it's nice. So we're going to get Bosco and Yokus back together. Um mm-hmm. Then we get-
1: classic five five David.
0: Yes, it will be. Uh and that kind of will set them up for sort of for this like ER kind of um spin-off that we're gonna get to. Uh there we got Kim. She's like, Oh yes, I've got everything on my PDA. Doctor Dick comes in, we find out that Taylor was right, it was Listeria, good call. Um and then you know You could tell he
1: you could tell he did not want to admit that though. I mean you could you could hear it in his voice. He did not want to admit that Taylor
0: was right. I swear we get a similar storyline to this in, like, five or six, don't we? I mean, I know kind of, um... Oh, I've gone blank on his name. The other Doctor who sticks around, um... He has a storyline with Cruise for a while. Um...
1: No, I think it's with... I, I think it's... Are you sure it's with Cruise? I think it's with Grace. No, he has... Eh, no, 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 you know, no, The one That's, you don't
0: like? So, that, that is, um... I don't dislike Grace. She's just meh. Um... You know, you're right like he does have a storyline with Grace, but uh what I Dr. Fields. Um but the the one that I'm thinking of he does have something with Cruz as well. Like I think it might be around Cruz's medical diagnosis in season 6. So um yeah, I like I no, you're right. That that does straight away come out. So I, there's kind of a similar storyline to this in grade in grade 6 in season 6 with uh Dr. Fields and Grace. Um but um uh, the difference is is I think this episode works better cuz Grace is kind of me, um. But <laughs> I feel so mean. Like I feel like I'm like talking. Gr- I don't dislike Grace. I don't. She's just meh. <laughs> like she, she might be just the most pointless, like nothing character in the history of Third Watch. Like main character. She's just there.
1: <laughs> like. And we really, we really, to and I, and you know, we really didn't get a lot of time to to. Get to know no, her. I I mean, know had that. she been introduced? Had she had she been introduced earlier? Yeah, maybe they could have developed her more.
0: She she, she finds a mum in a homeless shelter and has sex with Finny in a bathroom. That's about all I can say for Grace.
1: <laughs> although although we're about at the point where I don't even know why I'm throwing this out there, but we're about at the point where you know I said if if she were introduced earlier, maybe we could have gotten to know her a little better. I don't know how this is related, but we're about at the point where at the end of every season, it was unknown if Third Watch was even going to come back.
0: True, true. That, that is very true. And it's weird to think, Darvell, that in about, what, four or five episodes' time, we can literally say, Grace is introduced next season. <laughs> so, we are, we are, what, about eight episodes away, seven episodes away from Cruise? So, yeah, we're changing this show up very soon, so it's going to be different. But uh, anyway, so that's kind of... We will relive this storyline a little bit in season six, just in a different way. And we don't have this awesome stuff with the PDA, because Dr., Dr. Dick, Dr. Peterson's all of a sudden like, oh, can I have a look at this? All of a sudden it starts beeping and going crazy. And like, what did you do? It's Like, I didn't do anything. And then, you know, Mary's like, oh, yeah, did you, did you hot sing it to your desktop? Last time I heard that sound, I lost everything and I didn't do it. So we kind of get this great scene of Kim, you know, rushing in the ambulance, <laughs> like, slides and sirens, like, hot Alex! sing, hot sing, hot sing, hot sing. Uh, run. How do you hot sing this thing? Connected to the desktop, I love just Jimmy, just kind of like she just turn it <laughs> off. What? Uh <laughs> she's lost everything. It's just like so random, and it's just kind of out of the blue. And like this is the storyline. I feel I should hate, but so I just she, love it. It's just yep, so random. So, so she
1: does. So she does lose everything. Well, she gets it to she, the computer, she, but
0: yeah, she's lost everything. She's it's just done. And uh, like this is never revisited again. It's not like we get it like in an episode time. Oh, you know, cutaway scene of Kim. Oh, I fixed my PDA. <clears> like. And I'm not even going to complain about these guys. It's just a random fun storyline that I actually really like. I mean, it's it's got season Man. 6 written all over it, but it's just funny. It's just fun. <laughs> and
1: here and here I was thinking that she actually did manage to get it there and save all no, the cause stuff. No, cuz she
0: says it. She says that she's lost everything. So, yeah, no, it's 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 gone. She's she's lost. Um meanwhile, we close mm. it out so Carlos is back at the Kennys. Um and gives basically here to say, Yep, you can have a uh I, the little girl's a little shit though, like you know me and my children hate, but uh little girl it's Kylie, shut up. Uh <laughs> oh, come on. No. Uh <laughs> I mean you
1: <laughs> can't bl- can't blame her for being excited to have a little sister. Uh
0: I mean, do you have siblings? I have an older sister, we're not really that close. It probably explains a lot. Um <laughs> but- <laughs> The yeah, so, uh, Carlos is there, says, I'll get the paperwork started tomorrow, and, um, you know, drive safe, always, and Carlos leaves, and we kind of get a, a nice little seed of him leaving, and then he says, bye Kylie, daddy loves you. Uh, that pretty much wraps up, I mean, that wraps up the episode, but that will pretty much wrap up the, um, the Carlos-Kylie <clears throat> storyline, again, until we, we said Fury in season five. So um yeah I mean anything anything else you kind of want to add
1: Well this goes without saying but I'm glad I'm glad that they introduced that storyline because yeah. again I I I will always argue that had that not come to fruition I don't think Carlos would have grown up
0: yeah
1: And I know I know I'm repeating myself but
0: no, hey. uh, you, you're allowed to. That's what we do on this show. Uh, I just want to quickly add that the, the girl that I'm bagging out is in the little one. It's Kylie. Um, so this is actually an actress called Raquel Castro. It was her very first acting role, uh, and she actually, and she and
1: she did she did a good job well, too. She, she I would, think anyway. She would
0: go on to be. If anyone's seen the movie Jersey Girl, this is on TV not too long ago. I was actually this is a random story for you. I was on a bumble date and we were watching Jersey Girl. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Girl's oh what? House. Oh, it's kind of like a Tinder, but it's like another version of it. Um and we were watching this at her house, uh, Jersey Girl, and I remember this little girl in that movie. So she's Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez's um child in Jersey Girl. Uh and she's gone on to be in she's currently starring in Empire. Um and she's also ah, a bit pretty of good a good show. And also a bit of a singer. So this is her very first acting role. Uh Raquel Castro. So there you go. Uh, anyway, um, uh, so we've already discussed this, so I guess we get on to our, uh, evil or review section. Um, you know, you broke your streak. Your streak's no longer running, Darvel, in terms of, uh, you buy it. But, uh, what are we doing with, uh, with this episode? What are you doing with the greater good? I'm buying it. Really? Yes. Any reason? Give us some reasons why.
1: Well, going back to, you know, I have to, I have to give Carlos props. I have to give Carlos props for, you know, making making the making the decision that he did. I mean, it was not an easy decision for him to make, but he knew that, you know, the Kenny's could give Kylie something that he could not. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and he said from the beginning, you know, I don't want her growing up like I did with no one. So the fact that he, again, was mature enough to you know try to take care of her in the first place, but even more, even more so, to recognize that he couldn't. Yeah. Like, like I said, this is the point. This is the point where I actually started to like him. Where he wasn't so much about to use one of your terms a douche nozzle.
0: But so, so in overall terms though, like (laughs) this episode, do you think that storyline sells you enough that you buy it though?
1: Yes. And the, and the PDA, and the PDA story. I love the PDA story.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's definitely hot. Look, I'm, I'm what only, is it for you? I'm only renting it. Um I mean, look, it's 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 not a beat. It's not a terrible episode, but it's just there's just not enough here that I would go out of my. It's just it's just your standard kind of filler TV episode. I mean, I love the Kim PDA stuff. I'm kind of yeah. I'm sort of sold more on the Carlos stuff. But I mean, outside of that, I mean, just the, the whole Taylor kind of storyline about them being mistreated because they're women. I'm not a fan of it. You know, we really didn't really talk too much about Sully and Jokic, but they're kind of just wasted, really. It's just kind of, it's, I mean, I, I like kind of that we've got a bit of a continuation of this Chevchenko stuff. It's kind of nice, but it's just kind of, it's not dramatic and over the top. Like we've gotten like superheroes and everything along those lines. So to me, it's kind of, there's nothing, you know, it gets, it gets done better when we're going to get to like, you know, 233 days and stuff like that. So I think it's kind of there. Um, you know, I like the scene with Bosco. We didn't really talk too much about that, but that's a nice scene. Bipolar Fred kind of gives me the shits. So, yeah, this is just a solid rent. It's kind of a middle of the road episode. I'm, I'm never gonna, you know, yeah. think this is a, an amazing one. So I, I will say that in terms of my overall rating, of this episode, I've actually... And again, this is... I've ranked every episode up to the end of this season, so I've got 66 rankings here. So this sounds very low, but again, you got to understand that we've still got 66 episodes to come after this, so this is kind of only at the halfway point. I've rated this 59th out of 66 to this point. Uh, so I think this will just be a solid middle episode um, when yeah. we kind of get to the overall rankings of this. So currently it's in my bottom 10, but again... We've got to remember, we've only really had, in my opinion, two really bad episodes of Third Watch. So, um, as apparently somebody's trying to call me at the moment uh, through Skype. I'm going to hang up on that. Sorry if uh, people are hearing that at home, that random noise in the background. Um, so, yes. Oh, God, they're still calling. What is going on here? Hold on for two seconds here, I'll Just be quiet for a second. This is live on our show. Hang on. Okay. Hello? Hello? into the owner of the business. This is n- not the right number, mate. Thanks for calling. Bye. All right, scam caller. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> hope everyone enjoyed that little bit as I'm trying to go through my rankings. How rude, Mr. Random Man. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, I think I've said enough. Next week, Darvel. <laughs> I'm thrown off here. Uh, we've got a special next week, because, um, we're going to bring you two episodes next week. Uh, similar to what we did, kind of, with Superheroes Part 1 and Part 2. will air both next week. But the difference is, rather than two episodes of Third Watch, we're actually, for the very first time in the History of the Arts Network, we're going to be covering an episode... A crossover. Of, well, it is, but also a, an episode of ER, a show which one day, one day I would love to cover all 15 seasons of, which is probably going to be nine impossible. But, um... Yeah, ER, so we're we're actually covering the eighth season, episode nineteen. It's called Brothers and Sisters. And for those who are not the know and thinking, well, why the fuck are you broadcasting an episode of ER next week with Third Watch? It's because this was a Third Watch ER crossover event. This was the, uh, the first time that Third Watch will have a crossover. They will do this later on in Season 6 with Medical Investigation. Now, I just wanna, I think I'll probably give more of a, actually no, I'll, I'll say that to next week in terms of my excitement level of when I first heard about this. Um, and we'll maybe talk a little bit about our ER fandom next week, but, uh, I'm looking forward to this, Darville. I, th- I feel that our next, our ER part will probably be quite quick, because we're not really going to focus too yeah. much on the ER side of things. I mean, we'll do a few side bits here and there with it, but, um, obviously our main focus are the third watch scenes. Uh, but then, of course, uh, they did tie that into episode 20 of Third Watch, which, of course, is Unleashed. So, I guess if we kind of look forward to both of these, we're kind of just going to get, um, you know, some storylines going on with ER crossing over. And then sort of that will lead us into so we understand what's going on in Unleashed. But, um yeah, I I tell you what, this is one thing that I always look forward to in season three is these episodes. They're probably two episodes I've seen the most of Third Watch, really, if I kind of think about it. Because I do often watch these two because I, I love the fact that these shows crossed over. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really yeah. looking forward to kind of talking about ER slightly in an ER in an ER way, but uh, doing this crossover event. Darvell, this is one thing I reckon I've been looking to forward to the most this season.
1: Yep, and this was actually I can't remember where I read this, but this crossover was actually what compelled NBC to renew Third Watch for a fourth season.
0: Interesting, interesting. There to give
1: to give an to give an idea of just how of just where we're going from here about about the uncertainty of whether or not third watch would even be picked up for another season afterward going forward this was what actually got it renewed for season four because it because it did because this was such a ratings hit.
0: hmm very interesting. I did not know that. Well there you go. we can talk a little bit about that um, next week but uh, yeah as I said, we'll have two episodes for you next week on the same day. Just because, uh, yeah, this is how kind of how we're going to do it. But I'm very much looking forward to talking about this episode because we also, for the first time, get to talk a little bit about ER, which uh, we'll have some history around yep. that too. Uh, in the meantime, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, why not give us a rating on um, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anything along those lines. We appreciate any feedback. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or on Instagram, uh, everywhere else you want to follow us on there too. And uh, we very much appreciate you uh, sticking to us as we get so close to the halfway point of third watch. Incredible to think that. Uh, my name is Ben, and hot sink, hot sink, hot sink! Oh, darn. My, na-
1: <laughs> my name is Darville, and there it is.
0: Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.